Hinu Kakiem. My name is Tara Gatewood from Shirwhip Dui, and I'm here to be your host and guide through the Grounded in Clay podcast. Grounded in Clay, the Spirit of Pueblo Pottery is a groundbreaking exhibition curated by the Native American communities it represents. The project gives authority and voice to the Pueblo Pottery Collective, a group of over 60 individual members, including myself, from the 22 tribal communities who selected and wrote about their relationship to pottery, utilizing two significant Pueblo Pottery collections as a jumping-off point, the Indian Arts Research Center for the School of Advanced Research in Santa Fe and the Vilcek Foundation of New York. Today, I'm pleased to share a conversation that was conducted at the Indian Arts Research Center between myself, Tara Gatewood, and storyteller and filmmaker Adam Shaning Pocrasso with accompanying pottery that they selected for the exhibition. I, Tara Gatewood, Isleta Pueblo, and Danae, am by birth a daughter, granddaughter, great-granddaughter, sister, aunt, and niece of strong, resilient Pueblo women. By trade, I am a storyteller, photographer, and print and broadcast journalist. Inakakem Herimba, I'm Tara Gatewood from Shirhuip Dui, and I am a broadcaster, a storyteller, and a big listener. Uh, and I have worked in different mediums, in broadcasting, in newsprint, in photography, and am somebody who really appreciates what our ancestors have given us, and even to this moment, to have a conversation with, with one of these pots. I think it's really exciting to be reacquainted with this, because it is definitely just reminding you of how many generations the common things we do go back. And for me, this object is definitely reminding me of a life and whomever formed it so many years ago. I can look at this pot and see perhaps the function it had and, and judging by its size, that, that's a lot of possibly water that could have been carried. And just seeing this is something that would have been used in everyday life to store, to bring water. And these are the same things we're still doing. We need certain tools in our lives to do what we need to. And so just seeing that this form, this shape is just so timeless, I think that's what excites me of we all wonder a lot of times about the people who came before us and what they thought of us. And so to have something that just takes you to their space and whatever was going on in their lives at that time, and you think about what's going on in your life and it just fits right in. And so it, it's almost as if everything kind of fades away where it can be any space in time and it, it's still the presence that you would have had hundreds of years ago 
and then the presence you have with it if you just entered into the room and only spent a couple of minutes. And so for me, that's just, it's just so exciting to be able to demystify what happens in the past. Because a lot of times we're forced to think of things in, in a linear way. And you think of this chunk of time or this chunk of time. And really, it's beyond that. And I think when we have these kind of objects, whether it be um, a beautiful vessel like this, crafted by somebody with a lot of love, or even our clothing, um, if we haven't um, seen a particular item, especially in our Pueblo communities where there are special times where we wear certain clothing. And so if those times have, you know, if there's been a long duration of time when you finally see these different things, it takes you back to that moment or, or like one of your best friends you haven't seen for so long and you can just be in their space again and it's like picking up right where you left off. And so I think this feeling a little bit of that too, of just kind of picking up maybe where time left off, where this piece moved out of a community or where this piece was gifted somewhere else. And it's like hitting play again when you're, when you're with this different, um, when you're with this vessel. And so I've thought a lot about this vessel in, in many different ways and forms from kind of the, the ring that it has. And you can just kind of hear how strong it is by that ring where it's really dense and just kind of standing there really strong. And I'm a broadcaster, so I like sound and sound really intrigues me. So just even hearing its own personal tone is important. Other ways I've thought about this particular pot is if you just close your eyes and just kind of feel all of the different indentations. Those are fingers, which are moments in time. And again, this conversation that comes with it. And so you have the sound, you have the conversation it has through touch. And I think anytime we can remind ourselves that we hear not just with our ears, but we feel with, our, we, 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 our fingers can be ears too, because you can hear different tones when you touch it. And same way, looking at it, it has a certain kind of conversation. So it just kind of takes you to a point where your senses are doing other things that maybe goes beyond the book. And that is just life. Um, so much of our day to day, and who knows when somebody will watch any of this, what their life is like or how regimented their life is. And I think when we have these kind of things in our life, they take us to those simple moments of thinking of our senses beyond ears hear, fingers feel, eyes see. And so I just have to give gratitude to the community that this came from, the time period, the family, for this reawakening or that reminder to be human 
get out of the regiment and just be and just breathe and just be. So, and that's kind of the exciting thing too, is this particular pot, the story that was, that came with it, there isn't much to go on. So it's almost like a blank canvas in many different ways where it's not a certain family that you know whose it is or exactly what time period it came from. There's so much mystery and excitement with this particular pot. And I think that is really what drew me to it, that it can, it can bring so much into the conversation that it's limitless. And even just being away from this pot and thinking about the very first time when this whole room was filled with all of these different possibilities of conversations to be had. And it was this one that really pulled me in. And so that first conversation and then being able to come back to just really think even depth, more in depth about this piece to be able to write or articulate about it. And then coming here again um, and only seeing it through photos to hit those time, those time gaps. It's really interesting because it's, it's so different when you are with this piece, whether it be that first time, this time, or a photo referencing it. And each time it's something new, which makes you want to see it more or get excited for that next time that you're going to be around this piece. And I think you hear these kind of stories a lot of times when people have um, something that one of our people have crafted in this current day and age, and they talk about why it means so much to them. And so it's kind of like that as well. And so um, those are just some of the things that are just kind of floating after just being with this piece again. And something that really caught my eye was how the different natural colors come into it where you can kind of see the fire where it touched it. And that to me is just really exciting because it's letting a natural element be the paintbrush. And so being able to say, let's see what the fire can bring to this is just really exciting. And what sticks out most as you think of going across almost the horizon line of this pot It just reminds me of the different horizon lines that I get to see at the end of the day. Um, I live in Shirhuipdui, where that ancestral connection comes from. And so it's exciting to see this again because depending on the angle you're at, that horizon changes. And it's just like our, our daily sunset where Whatever's going on with the clouds, the sky, or or even the weather, you get different colors. And and it's just amazing how you see some of that. And it's just really exciting. I can't say that anymore. Um, And who would have thought? And, you know, even the person who crafted this hundreds of years later, sitting in front of it, saying, this is so exciting. um, I wonder what they would think about Um, some of this. And I talked a little bit about being away from an item and being able to come back to it. And I think right now, currently, the way the time is, 
and the times that we've just come out of, we really understand that with some of our things uh, in our communities that have been put to rest for a while. And when you're away from those things that keep your community going, you think of it in a different way and you start to realize how strong, even though you may not have that path to go through the motion, but the feeling in your heart is there. And I think sometimes back to of that regiment we get into and we're looking at a calendar or we're counting down somewhere and we're waiting for that moment to happen and we think of it in that way, but through that whole time and that anticipation, everything, that spirit, that energy is in our heart. And if we take that moment to remember that it's there with us, it's something really special. And I think the times that we're in and the things that we've put on rest, it just lets you know how strong you are and, and that fire that you have within you of knowledge and understanding that you've been growing since you've been small. And so to me, this, this pot right now is really reflecting that conversation of just even being still and thinking of this moment. And <laughs> it is a, a good teacher of how to sit very still and think about you know the place you're in. And sometimes we need that reminder. We need to be still um, and wait for that time where the moment and the time carries us to our next place where we need to be. And so it's a good teacher. Um, and again, I, I got to give it up to the person who made this and, and everything that inspired them and how strong this is made. If you think about the age of this particular piece and the fact that it's standing here so strong, um, it, it's amazing because something like this would have been used a whole bunch. And so whomever crafted it, the, even the physics in the way this is formed is just amazing. And to be standing this strong hundreds of years later, it really must have had a lot of love and skill. And I think a lot of times our native communities from generations past don't get that kind of credit of being brilliant engineers, brilliant scientists, mathematicians, um, scientists in the sense of constantly doing something, redefining, seeing what's going on. And again, I'll remind this piece, it faced the fire and it is still here this strong and, and the beauty came from going through that fire. And I think that kind of reminder is, is a blessing too, that so many times we're sent into moments of fire on all kinds of level. And to come out of it and see those fire scars is beautiful. That is a feat in itself. Or just that reminder when those flames are really hot, you can come through and you can endure. And so um, I, again, to all those who taught that person how to do this, that place where 
the clay was, where they went, how they knew to get the right clay, um, how they knew to get the wood. I mean, even all of the skills that go into making these kind of things that are gonna be a part of our life comes with so much knowledge. Um, even down to understanding how to make the top of this pot so round. There's a lot of knowledge that comes into that. And so it's not just the person who made this, it's everything, the elements from the ground, the environment and the people who taught the person who actually put their hands here to do this. And who knows, maybe the story is there were several hands on here that you're actually shaking hands with several people as you run and fill the different divots um, on this pot. And so maybe it's like a party too, <laughs> all the kind of conversations you can have just thinking um, of this and then being in this particular space where all of these different pots are here representing so many different communities, so many generations. This too is a special moment um, in speaking of the times that we're in where we may not have been able to go to all those feast days that we love going to or going and, and being a visitor in communities that we have extended families. And so right now in this moment, we get some of that, that reminder that how special it is when we are able to come together um, for whatever reasons. And so it's interesting how this particular piece, I'm talking about the conversation it's having with me, but there's also this conversation that it has just being present in this room among all of this ancestry and all of this different legacy. Um, I'm a very lucky person right now. Thank you. Wow, you've shared so much that I want to learn more <laughs> about. I'm, I love some of the, so many of the sentiments that you're sharing. Um, just the idea of a handshake and the relationship to sort of make a connection. And maybe, a, you know, that sort of prompts a, a question about, um, you know, the conversation that, um, that you'd like to have with the maker, you know? Like, you know, perhaps it's an opportunity now to, you know, engage with them, you know? Um, so if maybe the question is, if that individual or group of people, if it, if it were, uh, were present as they probably are in some form, what would you like to say to them? would just like to laugh with them and kind of figure out um, what it is that makes them happy. Because I think when you hear that answer of what makes a person happy, you're hearing what helps them endure um, and what in their life has helped them push forward. And so I would love to just understand what makes them happy, what season is their favorite and why. Also, their favorite food. I think that one 
speaks a lot about the world that they were living in. And I think, especially today, when we think of the food that we have access to and everything that gets done to our food and the kind of energy it gives us um, to be able to hear what they enjoyed during that time period, during this particular season, um, and, and the work that went into that. Because although there's always work, that's just straight up Pueblo life, there is always work. But with that work, there's a lot of love and fun. And so I would love to hear just how they endured the different seasons and maybe even what it was about those seasons that they look forward to or how they prepared. I think of these people who were there before us, they survived on minimal things. And today, boy, <laughs> it's different. I'll just say it that way. It's very different. And being able to have a clear mind where things aren't so complicated or if the Wi-Fi goes out, the sky doesn't fall. Um, you know, what, what it really means to be in those time periods and, and survival. And they did it well. They did it through community. And I think we look at our communities today, that's what we wonder is how do we make it into the next month? How do we make it into the next day? And, and for some, how do we make it into that next hour? And, and so those are the kind of things that I would just... I probably wouldn't talk much. I would just be ready to listen um, and pay attention for those moments where the smiles are coming or what exactly is making them laugh. Uh, those are some of the things that if we got in our little time travel boat or whatever, <laughs> those would be some of the immediate things I think I would would want to know. But. I think I say all this because <clears throat> what doesn't get documented are the emotions. I think they've left enough knowledge for us to continue today in, in kind of our, in, our, in some of our ways that they were so good at sending their good thoughts forward that we still have those things. <clears throat> and so because their emotions aren't what was documented, I think those become really important, especially in understanding how they face the world. And a lot of times, if we knew those emotions, we'd know the full story, as opposed to the details um, that somebody put in a book or the details on what they felt was important. If you knew how somebody felt at a certain moment, that part of the story is stronger than maybe knowing the tiniest detail because that passion and that emotion is really important in understanding what they were facing. And I think we just do that naturally if we think of those who came before us, maybe even a generation back. And how did they get through this moment? How did they face this? How did they do it with grace? How did they do it with authority? How did they do it without fear? And those kind of things 
There aren't books I can go back and look at. There aren't videotapes or audio clips of this time period or even between then and the recent future, if you want to call it that, to just understand those kind of emotions. And if those emotions had traveled through time, then maybe perhaps some of the things that we face today we wouldn't see on the table or some of the things, these misconceptions about who we are, about how intelligent and beautiful and strong that we are as indigenous people, it would be very different if you knew how in the worst of times we knew how to laugh. And you, there, there's so much stoic and sternness that is thrust upon us as indigenous people. But as we know, we laugh through everything. We, we, we crack up through things and history doesn't let us be those people a lot of times. And so that's what I always wonder too, is when you think of generations past is what made them laugh? And sometimes when those little stories do travel through time and you get the humor of a hundred years ago or something even older, it's really exciting because you get to hear those emotions. And sometimes those things are so strong that when they travel through time, they're just as funny as the moment they were thought up or that one person made that one kind of observation. And so some of the writing that I did reflected on this pot and another pot out of the collection was just thinking out loud and, and reminding that humor is, is there with all of this and humor's there when we celebrate. And so I think, you know, who were the comedians of, of the time period? You know, who were the ones who who could sing, I, and that's another part that I think of. If we really wanna understand the world they were living in, the songs that were then, and what it sounded like to hear some of those songs back then when everybody spoke the language, and the, core, the choir of people who could sing these songs was even larger, and just that resonance of, of sound that hugged our communities, um, like like the warmest and fuzziest blanket you could ever feel. You know, I think I think there's a lot of people who could relate to when we hear our own songs. It's like that. It is just this beautiful sense that we get, and again, it comes through sound and 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 thinking of what was going on during this time period. And I would encourage young people when they're seeing some of these older items is to think of all those other things or to think of what was the person who's your age doing during that time period and dare them to explore that. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> It brings to mind a sort of carrying messages through time 
from one generation to the next and there's some meaning and some message and communication that comes through and other things that can only be speculated you know and I would like to know thinking ahead you know many generations you know how might you like to share a message through this this vessel you know what is this vessel offering you that you'd like to share forward to future generations hmm. <laughs> i think patience having patience is something that can can get you through so much and not necessarily holding off and waiting, but really thinking about patience in a sense where you are absorbing everything that you need to to make a decision, observing everything that you need to to be able to even see what's in front of you. And, and patience is something that is a gift in, in some ways and in other ways it's something you fight for. And so that concept, I know in the future, that's gonna be something that will help somebody you know, down the road and, and it's an emotion too and, and maybe a story that won't get documented, but I think it's something, a tool that I can use today really well, and I know in the future it'll still be present, but maybe you need that reminder of how important, you know, being able to be patient um, is to see certain things. But thinking of the future, I'm excited to see what they will do with hundreds and hundreds of years of knowledge that are being gifted to them through a vessel like this, through words and through songs. And, and songs much like this pottery, when it was first crafted and as strong as it still stands, our songs are like that too. And they go back a long time. And so that choir that I mentioned earlier of, of when we can sing our songs, of what that choir will sound like in their generation, I think is really important to, to think about or to encourage how important just a song is and the love that went into it so that it can pass on. And so maybe that reminder as well is you have everything you need to be strong through whatever form of past generations are coming to you, whether it be hundreds of years from now and this pot is still standing strong and the messages and stories you're getting through it or a song or maybe even a piece of jewelry that goes on into the future that these things are here to remind us of who we are and how far we've come and just, again, how strong we are. So I think... Um, those are some of the good things. And, and always just enjoy your life, enjoy your moment, and remind yourself of what's really important 
and thinking beyond a regiment um, and the freedom that comes with when you realize you need to live your life and not wait. Oh, that's the big one. Don't wait. Do it. Don't procrastinate. Procrastinate and patience are very different things. Um, I think those are, are big ones that if I had heard somebody from this time period saying those kind of things, it would mean a lot and maybe just wake up something even more inside of me or open a door or, or let me see a path even clearer that, that, that I need to in this day and age. I was thinking a little bit about, as you were speaking, you have this beautiful room, and so many different vessels and beautiful creations from different time periods and different places. And this one jumped out at you, right? It picked you, it picked you fit, right? Um, it's interesting because it's sort of one that's a little more mysterious than everything, than a lot of the other vessels. And I want to know what that says about who you are. How is that a reflection of you? Perhaps think about <laughs> who you are as an individual and how this pot is speaking to you. And, you know, others, of course, probably do too, but this one jumped out. So mm -hmm. what does that say about who you are as an individual? Hmm. <laughs> I think maybe it talks about my own optimism and letting, letting a story tell itself. And sometimes a story will be so apparent that it needs no kind of imagery. And, and I think that just comes to me and, and the type of work that I do. And, and I've just always been a storyteller ever since I was very small um, and wanting to be able to share something through talking or through art. And so not having a prescribed story told specifically on here leaves so much room for possibility. And I think that that talks about how I feel um, about life, how I feel about the work I do of all of the potential that could be there if you just let it be what it needs to be instead of being the one who's telling it how to be. Of course, it contradicts with this is shaped into a form, but still, I think that, that what splashes across it, that seeing the beauty in the moment of what happens is really important too. And I think I walk this world that way too, of letting, letting things be what they need to be and then learning from it. And I, 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 I think that's how I, I see a lot of, one way that I like to approach life um, and seeing that kind of optimism. Um, and the other reason why this one really stood out to me is I'm not a potter. There's potters, um, there's people who have worked on pottery in my family. 
but I have yet to go into that. Who knows what the future brings? But so to me, this is one of the honest conversations I can have about how I relate to this because I don't know how to paint pottery. I've never painted a piece. And so if I were to form something, this is as far as I would know how to, to take it. And the next would be a journey into how to paint. And to be able to do a lot of these designs is understanding the stories of the designs. And so there's some that I know, but to me, this is the most honest way that I would be able to do this is because I don't know those designs. And so that might be another reflection too of maybe what, what drew it um, to this piece. I think something that was really interesting when I first came into this room was, I was just curious um, because they said, we're going to the vault. And, and that just sounds exciting in itself, but had no idea what to expect once I walked in and knowing there were gonna be um, a lot of communities represented. Before I walked in, I thought, I wonder if I will ever see a sled of the moment I walk in. Um, and the moment I walked in, um, there was a piece, uh, a storyteller that was towards the, the back of the room. And the way the light was shining on it, it was just like there. And from a distance, I could tell that that was one of the pieces from my community, one of the, um, potters from our community. And so I thought that was so ironic that the moment I walked in, I saw, um, I saw this piece from our community. And so to me, I took that as we're being represented. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. And so from that moment, I knew whatever I was going to find was going to be what I needed to have a conversation with. And so, um, I toured through the, the facility and came to the place where uh, the Asleta pots were and then just kind of saw where the shelf was and then I saw the catalog number and it said 869 and that's the prefix of our Pueblo and, and it was like, there it is. So this piece, it really reminds me of my great-grandmother, Narva Sepai. And she was a very busy woman um, and ran the household with um, many different little, little kids around um, and a big family. And so a lot of our own family stories go back to the times when my parents and her siblings were kids and they did a lot of hard work and that was just life. That's just how, how they lived, how they function. And I see all that hard work as their beauty, that they worked in sync um, and, and, and the work that was, was being done. And so you had to have all of that work going on from sunup to sundown so that everything functioned, so that everything worked. You didn't have all the technology. You didn't have running water. 
And so everybody had to do their part to make life move forward. And so this really drew me, drew me in as well um, and thinking about the people who were using this piece. And you always seem to think that the next generation is doing it maybe easier or, or the generation you grew up with had it a little harder. And so I, I would think of all of those stories that my family would tell about the hard work that they did and think of her time period and then thinking back of what that generation, if they thought her life was easier, I can only imagine what their life was like then. And so it was a lot of function going on and, and thinking about how do we keep our family alive? How do we keep our community alive? How do we get along with each other? How do we forgive each other? And so for me, I'm reminded of all of those strong generations from the past who are connected to this pot, whether it be because they're a relative of the person who made this or just somebody in the community or even somebody who came for a visit and saw this piece somewhere in the room or, or somewhere were special, that they understood what it meant to give your life to live. And I think with this piece, it reminds me of, the, of those strong people and, um, and the strong life they were living and, and it's so fun to think of individuals like that. And I can go back to my great grandmother and think of all of the things that she shared and even the way she saw the world too. And, and she's known uh, for her, her beautiful way of saying things and getting straight to the point. Um, and, and all of that, 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 she could say in one small sentence that just told, told so much and, and so eloquently or either got you back in line and reminded you how to be. And so I think of all of the different people who, who, who lived in this way and how they endured their life and the things they used in everyday life maybe didn't get the kind of appreciation that other things did. And, and we just know that a lot of times these things, we use them for function, but maybe we don't sit back and think about how pretty something is. And I think that goes to a lot of people who are in our lives, like my great grandmother of all the work she did and, and how, how, how strong and giving she was in the sense of making sure life was going on in a good way. And so all of that, sometimes we gloss over and maybe this is a pot that would get glossed over because maybe it looks undone. But this could have been the go-to pot for important things um, or where water was stored for an entire family or even something else. And so a lot of times we gloss over those people who are working so hard in our community, who are giving so much that 
we don't see their beauty or just recognize how much sweat they put into something that they did. And I, I think that's something that I'm always grateful of, of my, my mother, my beautiful mother, and her siblings and, and those in the community who knew because they understood everybody worked hard. And because of all of that that they did, it made them the beautiful people that they are today. Well, I can easily say how beautiful my mother is because of what she lived through as a young person. And so when we think of all the hard work that gets done in our community, even that person who who was hauling all the wood for this to get, you know, fired. Um, we have to think of those people. And I think we have to think of those people in our past generations. Maybe there aren't ribbons that go with who they were. Maybe there wasn't that moment where they were in the spotlight. But if that person didn't work as hard as they did or sacrifice everything that they did or say, you sit in the shade while I stand in the sun so you're cool. If we don't acknowledge those kind of people, we really miss out on beauty that's standing in front of us as people show how strong they are and sometimes how strong they are, how they give. And, and I think of my great-grandmother, and I know there are many people like her and her generation and generations back of where almost the art of living was, was how strong you were and, and the work that you put into things. And we think of how we value life today and we have different standards. And so to me, that gets me excited that it takes me to those moments of thinking of when there weren't a lot of frills in life where, or maybe what we would consider frills today weren't then, but these people were just strong people living and functioning and right in front of you, maybe with not all the, the, the different things that you might think would have been there. Um, it, it's that, that strength that I think comes through when we see something like this. And, and again, you know, I just think of my great grandmother who was a very strong person, but I think of my own memories of being around her and I can go through a Rolodex of memories of when she was cracking up. Um, I got to see her laugh. And I think that is something too that amazes me that somebody so strong and this person who could bring a family together, this person who could hold her place in our community. And you think of the time period that they were in and a lot of times people don't think women were as strong as they were. And that's something in, in our native communities that is present with all of this. And so I think of, you know, this person, and I know how lucky I am to think of this strong person and also think of those moments where she was laughing um, or enjoying strawberry candy that the two of us would share together. And so... With this strength of seeing a pot like this, it, it reminds me of her. And then I see all of her in my mom, in my family, in my uncles, 
my brother, and then we, as well as my siblings, all of us get to pass some of that on and to think of where some of our strength comes from um, is really exciting. And, and our generation of what are we gonna do with this strength? Where are we gonna pass this on? Who are we gonna encourage to also be strong is really important too. And the work that I've chosen to do in, in broadcasting and um, reporting and photography, that grows my circle that way too of this strength that my great-grandmother put into my elders that got put into me. And now I can choose where that goes to, and that also goes to communities that I get to work with or, or those people that I will get to mentor as I go forward. And so all of that is really important. And sometimes we don't think of those people who are nameless, and the strength that they, they, they give us and, and that we pass on and that the actions of whoever I meet, this is what, this is how lucky they are to be able to be in this kind of conversation of, of time and history and legacy. And so that's what we have right here as well. You know, whoever this person was or whoever the people were whose hands were placed on this as it was forming, um, those kind of connections are, are, really, are really what we should think about when we give gratitude to those who come before us. Um, just those simple things that function, those, those simple tools, those simple lessons that come to us so that we can function, are, it's good to think of that and know that that hard work is the reason why you can do certain things. That hard work is the reason why you know how to make good decisions. Or that hard work brings you back to that moment where you need that reminder when you've lost your way. And so it all comes and it's, all, it's constantly present, um, which is really in, in that sense of what I'm saying of, you know, live in the moment, be happy, and, and think of where everything is coming from and how lucky you are to say, okay, it's where it all comes from. Now let's see what I can do to make it go forward. And so I think, you know, all these, all these things connect and who knew that, that this, this form, you know, would bring some of that. But I have this because of that strong woman and strong women before her and the strong women that she introduced into this world. And then those strong people that I get to influence. And so um, it's definitely, you know, a, a giving cycle that, and even whomever hears some of this too, where they give some of this learning or understanding or, or this is that friendly reminder, call your mom. <laughs> Let's touch on just a couple of little things that we do know about this pot. Okay. Um, maybe if you, um, in, let's suppose, here, we'll, we'll try this as an experiment. Let's suppose somebody hears what you're sharing without seeing it. So tell us what you know about it and kind of describe it. Like, you know, give us a picture, you know, its shape, its color, its texture, its sound. Mm -hmm. as you've done so nicely already. 
but also include a little bit about, um, you know, where it's from and what you do know about this. So this particular piece, um, from what I understand, has connections to Isleta Pueblo, which is the community I'm from, and traditionally we're known as Shirhuiptui. Um, and it's really exciting to be able to say that because it's that reminder that our communities had original names before they were places on the map. And so this pot is from the people of Shirhuiptui, and this shape, for me, it reminds me of how a lot of our water vessels are shaped. And so um, it also reminds me of the size of how large it is, um, it being used for more than just water that you need for the moment or water that you need for the day. So to me, uh, this pot is, is talking about um, a larger quantity, which, you know, is either storing it or getting ready for a large uh, function where you need a lot of water. Uh, the other part of the shape for many of our communities is this would be the type of pot that we would use to transport water. And there's many people who have taken photographs or there's photos of women carrying the pots on their head. And something that comes along with that when a moment in time comes where you do have to carry the pot uh, on your head, it, it's, it's, it's a very unique thing you have to do to be able to walk with grace, but also the speed, um, so that nothing is shaking or falling. And so um, thinking of that and, and how beautifully shaped this piece is, uh, you could see how um, the grace you would need to have for, for something this, this size. Um, it's, it's rather heavy, so I'm not sure that this necessarily would. But if this is, again, we go back to that story of talking how strong our people were um, and resilient. It, it comes to that. If this is the type of pot somebody had to put on their head to walk across the community for a reason, um, you know, it speaks a lot of there. Uh, the other part is it goes back some time, and, and that's what it's recorded as. And so I think of the materials as well, of what they used in this pot, and I think of today where people are getting materials and just kind of how those two things um, compare. But those are some of the pieces, some of the things that I know uh, about this piece, but I know this piece a lot better through thinking of the people who made it as opposed to maybe the science and the exact grains that are inside of it. Grounded in Clay, the Spirit of Pueblo Pottery by the Pueblo Pottery Collective, Alicia Poon and Rick Kinsel. Audiobook read by the Pueblo Pottery Collective and other contributors. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and invite you to learn more about the Grounded in Clay project by visiting our website, groundedinclay.org. This presentation was brought to you by the School for Advanced Research and the Vilchik Foundation, with major funding provided by Margaret A. Cargill Philanthropies and the Luce Foundation.
Thank you for listening.